lives that we have the ability to establish and maintain. But overall, if it is established by the Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It always has been and it always will be. All right, so we, so we see that before we even get to the story of Rahab, there is, there's a foundation lay, laid. There's, a, there's an established order to things that Moses has passed on, that Joshua has stepped to the scene, that the people have made a commitment to Joshua just like they did to Moses. And now we'll get into the, the plot of the story. Chapter 2, verse number 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went, and they came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. The foundation was laid. The people said, We're going to do whatever you say, Joshua. Joshua says, Okay. These two guys are going up yonder to this city because we're about ready to take it over. <laughs> Jericho been there a while. I didn't study on the history of Jericho because I don't like to study on things that are about ready to disappear. I like to study on things that are going to help me for years and years and years to come. I want to give a warning to everybody in the, under the sound of my voice. you got to watch. This is what our culture is doing. This is what the United States of America is doing. This is what your phones are doing, your televisions are doing, your radio is doing. They're trying to get you to focus on things that are not going to last. Why would you care what celebrity is marrying what celebrity? It's not going to last. Why would you care what sports star is doing what? Because it's not going to last. If there, was, if there was ever a time to be involved with true men of God and the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and devote ourselves to Him and the kingdom, it's now. This is the revelation of Rahab. Rahab was involved in her world. We know what she did. We know that she wasn't living a, a life that was having a positive impact. She was throwing her life away for cheap things. I, I hesitate, I didn't even study this, but I hesitate to bring this up. I hope everybody can understand that, uh, you know, I, I care about everybody. I, you don't know me well enough to know that, but you can ask my wife later, see if she supports me in that statement. But if you look at, if you look at the beauty of the United States of America ge geographically, and, uh, and you study what happened to a group of people that lived here before my group of people got here. They come in and they traded them. They traded them. In general, it's pretty standard historical fact that they traded them a lot of alcohol for great sweeping landscapes. Now, I'll just take you to the Bible. See, the, see this, part of, this part of Rahab's revelation. Okay, so, so, so the white men come in and traded the Indians fire water for this, for a lot of this great nation, cheated them, stole from them, yada yada. You know the story. But in the Bible, there was a, there was two brothers named Jacob and Esau. 
Jacob had the Rahab revelation. He knew what was coming. See, this is, this is a standard, standard story that's existed from way back there, clear through today. People are trading good things for bad, but I want to trade, I want, I want the Rahab revelation. I want to trade bad things for good. So Jacob and Esau, uh, Esau went out and he did what he wanted to do. You know, he was a, he was a free man. He was a man of the wilds. He was a hunter. We know what happened. And so he came back, but he was, he was the firstborn, and he was supposed, it was his father's intention, it was the law of the land that he should receive the inheritance, but he traded away in a moment of hunger. He said, I'm going to trade my birthright for a bowl of lentils. He did not have Rahab's revelation. What is Rahab's revelation? We're going we're to look at that, and we're going to go to Proverbs. I think it's chapter number 6, but it's chapter number 7. Proverbs 7, verse number 6. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and I beheld there among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart and she is loud and stubborn and her feet abide not in her house now now is she without now in the streets and lieth in wait at every corner the spirit Bless you, sister. The spirit that is tempting folks to give up the good for the bad has never gone away. It's still out there. It's presenting itself in so many forms and fashions that you're going to have to elevate your awareness of how evil is disguising itself. So Rahab was there in a city that was going to be defeated. She sure was. She knew what was coming. So, but her revelation was this, is that where I am is going to be destroyed. So let's look at what transpires when men of God show up in her life that are doing the work of God, mm-hmm. they, that's for sure. These guys show up. They go to Rahab's house. They get in. She says, I know what's going to happen. 
Amen. I'm going to ask you all, do you know what's going to happen? Do you know? Do you know what's going to happen to this world? All right. This world is going to go through major changes. (laughs) And only what you do for Christ is going to last. Amen. Our houses, they're going away. Our our fleshly tabernacles, they're going away. And we got to lay up treasure in heaven where the rust, the moth, the thieves cannot get through there. So Rahab says, "I, I see these guys, they're slipping in here. They slip into the house. She lets them in, and they were laid down. She came up on the roof, and she said, I know, uh, verse number 9 of Joshua, chapter number 2, she said, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. Amen. What you know will determine what you do. You better know it. Better not be guessing. Amen. I... uh, Forgive me for saying this. Uh, I, I got, I've got some hobbies, and I guess I'll share one of them. I, li- I like to hunt. I like to go, go out, and I don't really like to, you know, there's a certain part of hunting I like to be close. But anyway, they, sell, they say one of the basics of safety is to always know what's behind your target. You should know not only what you're doing, You should know what's going to happen after you release, you detonate that round in the barrel. Where's it going to stop? Do you really know what's going to happen? And they're telling you, it says on the package 22, this bullet will fly, and most of them you say, a mile and a half. So when you leave here today, please don't drive on the left-hand side of the road. There is a nation that does. But we don't drive on the left-hand side of the road here. And if you don't know what you're doing, say the road's the same over there, but the principle's different. We speak the same language, but we don't drive on the same side of the road. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of people that we have something in common with, but it's going to bring different results in our life if we do what they are doing. I am not here to, co- to copy anyone that's going to cause me to lose my soul. See, Rahab's revelation was, as part of her revelation, these two guys show up. I know what's been happening as the children of Israel have come across the wilderness. Victory after victory. Lord have mercy. Sunday morning. You know, people get the people get the revelation on Sunday morning. Things happen on Sunday morning. I always love Sunday morning. It's my favorite service. We may get into that later in our relationship, but she has heard what is transpiring. She says so. I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. People get nervous around Holy Ghost-filled people. 
Because Holy Ghost filled people will do things like this. Holy Ghost filled people will do things like this. Holy Ghost filled people will do things like this. They don't care what anyone else thinks. The Bible says. I said the Bible says. Leap for joy. Makes the devil mad when you can jump up and down in church. Makes the devil mad when you run around the church. Makes the devil mad when you shout, Hallelujah! Makes the devil mad when you say, Amen, preacher, that's right. That's the revelation of Rahab. Rahab's revelation. She's going to back up something that's going to succeed. Mm. Hallelujah. How many of you like to root for the losing team? Oh, no. Sometimes, yeah. The underdog. In general, people want their team to win. Amen. Well, you may root for a losing team, but I am begging you, do not align yourself with spiritual losers. You say, oh, oh, preacher, you're not going to say that this morning. You're not going to bring that up, that, that we're not all the same. Yes, I am. Too late. That's part of Rahab's revelation. We are not all the same. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I received the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues. There are people that have the courage to say, you shouldn't speak in tongues. Doesn't come too late. I was 11 years old. I, didn't, I wasn't even praying to talk in tongues. I wasn't even asking the Lord, let me speak in tongues. I was praying with a young man. Is this, is this the, okay. Okay, I say his name. I say his name and uh, Henry Friend. I was praying with him to receive the Holy Ghost because, you know, I was young and I People ask me, you got the Holy Ghost? I say, yeah, I got the Holy Ghost. But when I was praying with him to receive the Holy Ghost, whoo, another part of Rahab's revelation. Sometimes when you do, you do things for other people that are spiritual, beautiful things happen for you. And that was the night that I, I remember, so I'll go ahead and tell you, I was, I was on the... Side of our church, and then I cannot do it. I am certainly not flexible enough anymore. But I was on my knees praying. You know, it was his mom, him, and me. How many knows uh, that sometimes when you get something from the Lord, you got to stick around. You're the you're the last person there at church. You're the last person at the altar. Amen. This is Rahab's revelation. Good things happen in altars when you get serious and you're praying. Amen. You got to stick around. So we was up there just the last three of us. Our church wasn't small. I don't remember how many it seated there, but I'm going to say it seated 400 plus. But anyway, I was on my knees and, and I was tired. It's Sunday night. I've probably been running around all day, but as I got tireder and tireder and we prayed more and more and I got so tired, I finally just, I was on my knees. I, I can't even attempt to do it. I, I won't try to do it. I was on my knees and I fell over on my back. Now, how many those 11 year old kids can do that? As we mature, we just better not do that. But I, I fell over on my back. I, I told the Lord, 
good Lord, this is a this is childish, but it works. How many know that unless you become as a little child, you shall not likewise enter in? That's part of Rahab's revelation also. So I fell over on my back with my knees still down, and I said, Lord, I can't do anymore. <laughs> like I was going to, you know, make a difference there. And I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And I learned how to surrender my life to the Spirit of God at that moment in completeness. Hallelujah. Do you know how to surrender your life completely? Rahab had a life, didn't she? She had a a business. She was well known in the community. But it wasn't a good life. It wasn't a spiritual life. It was a, how many know you reap what you sow? She was sowing things that were reaping her terrible things, horrible things. And so because she got a revelation, I'm going to surrender my life to what is going to work and what is going to be successful and I know that these people are bringing change to my life so verse number 10 for we heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and when you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan Sihon and Og whom ye utterly destroyed so there's a trend here. Rahab picks up on it. There's something so consistent about the Lord. It's a consistency that is not matched by corporations. It's not matched by friends, family. It's not matched by governments. But the Lord, over and over, he does nothing. He does not change. So he has, all across the wilderness, there's been a path of destruction for the enemies of God's people. But there's been victory for God's people. She's saying, how can I align myself with this group of victorious people? The old saying is, Old Pentecostal apostolic one got to get in, get out, or get run over. Remember this old song? When the Lord gets ready, you've got to move, you've got to move, you've got to move. They put old Paul in the Roman jail. I won't sing it out. He did not worry who'd throw his bail. But when the Lord got ready, things moved. She knew that things were moving. She knew that nothing had stopped their progress and now they're in her house. What are you going to do with people that are moving forward? I'm going to tell you, you better move with them. 
Amen. You better go ahead and pack your bags. You better go ahead and tie up your shoes. Because things, things are moving. Things are moving all over the world, ain't they, Brother Purdue? They're moving. People are having good church. People are being healed. People are seeing people get saved. They never thought they'd get saved. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, there ain't nothing better. I'm telling you, the Texas Roadhouse can't compete with good church. Kings Island can't compete with good church. The Indianapolis Colts and the Pacers can't compete with good church. They never have, and they never will. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. So I told you how I got the Holy Ghost. I got to go ahead and tell you tell you how it all started for my family um, my mother and, and her brother were born uh, were in a broken home and uh, so they, they were living down in Brown County how many knows the Lord loves even country folk so they were going to a, a, I, they called it a Christian church but they're there was something missing in their life. My mom told me, she said, Greg, they would tell us, they would tell us how good God was and they could tell us what all God could do. And she said then, she said, but it never happened there. <laughs> Woo! Goodness gracious, that is heavy stuff. Why didn't it happen there? Because they were different. And she would go into the woods on her own. Amen. So let me tell you. So this leaves us without excuse right now. Rahab's revelation, Linda Porter. That's my mother's maiden name. Rahab was by herself. She made the decision. I'm going to join myself with these people. Man, this, this is all part of it. It's like a diamond. Every time I look at this woman's story, she stands, she stands as a witness for us, no matter how tough the times are, no matter what your past is, you can make a connection and you can change your future with one good decision. So my mom would go into the woods, you know, down there in a, a bean blossom area and pray. And she'd say, Lord, I want to know you. My God. It doesn't take much prayer to get the Lord to respond to you, but you got to be sincere. Amen. Modern Americans want to drag themselves to an altar and say, God, help me. But I don't want to do any changing. I don't want to make a difference in my world. I don't want to change the way I look and the way I act and the way I talk. Well, let me tell you something, folks. When you get sincere, you say, Lord, I'll change anything you want changed. Like Rahab. That's her revelation. My business ain't so good, I can't give it up. I ain't so pretty, I can't quit wearing these clothes. Somebody shout out. It's Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, it feels good in here. So mom would go to the woods. She'd say, Lord, I want to know you. So I, I don't think I ever knew what my uncle prayed, but that was my mother's prayer. And when my uncle uh, got to be 18, off he left. He left Brown County. 
I think he was drafted, went and did two years, I think at the time, served. And he had plans to go to the University of Texas and study something with physics or nuclear something, I don't know. Big academic plans. How many has ever made plans? I've made a lot of them. Amen. And, and a lot of them ain't come true, but we thank the Lord for all of that. So he, he went, but when he, he did his time, finished his service and came back to central Indiana, was working in Indianapolis, went on a construction job, and there he was talking to a guy. Come back full circle to where we started. And... Um, I don't know the experience that my uncle had had at the Christian church, but he's talking to Tom Harmon. <laughs> now remember, not everybody that you talk to that's doing the work of the Lord is going to, you know, going to have wings or a big flaming sword or something. You got to be, got to be real sensitive. The Bible says, "He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says." So you got to pay real close attention. So Tom Harmon, he was a talker. Now Tom couldn't read nor write, but he could talk. And so he got started. He says, hey, hey, uh, Chuck, he said, uh, you a believer? My Uncle Chuck said, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer. They go on. He says, uh, so you received the Holy Ghost? And my Uncle Chuck says, well, I guess so. So Tom Harmon laid right into him. I guess I got a little Tom Harmon in me. He says, you guess so. Oh, uh, this ain't something you better be guessing about. And so he told him about the Holy Ghost. My Uncle Chuck went to the Apostolic Church, Christian Tabernacle on, uh, I want to say South Franklin Road, but that's a new building. It was on Sherman Drive at the time. And he got the Holy Ghost. He called his sister and he said, Linda, this is, this is, this is that. This is the real deal right here. He says, Linda, didn't quote her no scripture. Didn't tell her any big story, but he said, I found what we've been looking for. Amen. And so at the age of 15, she, she, let, she didn't leave Brown County. She had to stay, stay at home, but she come up and received the gift of the Holy Ghost and served the Lord until the Lord called her home. Amen. That's the revelation of Rahab right there in a nutshell. Somebody shows up and they got a better way. You're going to pick up on it because God's people are moving fast. When the Lord gets ready, you've got to move. So in verse number 11, what, what time do I need to wind it up? 11.15, all right. As soon as he had heard these things, verse number 11, our hearts didn't melt, neither, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of, because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven and above and in earth beneath. The, Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Therefore, now I pray you. All right, now here's where it gets real serious. Even when a person realizes what the Lord can do, what the Lord wants to do, they have the option of getting involved or saying, I will, pardon this terminology, 
I'll take my chances with what I've been doing. Amen. Rahab knows what's been happening that brought these men to her door. The difference is, she says, oh, I'm going to, I believe that you all have God on your side and that he is a God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, <laughs> since I've showed you this kindness, that you will show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have deliver our lives from death. She begins to take action. She has the knowledge of what's transpiring. She knows. She knows what's coming. Jericho's going away. But Jericho's her life. She's got a lot invested. But she says, but, I know it's going to go away, but hey, I've done a little something for you. Let me, let me say something real quickly. No matter, no matter what we do for the kingdom, you know, we think, well, we've helped somebody. This, never, ever take it for granted that that's a guarantee that we have got it all figured out. We're going, to, we're going to see why in Rahab's revelation. Amen. How, how, you know, how many here have received the Holy Ghost at a young age? How many have been going to Apostolic Church a long time? Okay, that's great. That's, that's great. That's wonderful. Thank you. The Lord has blessed you. I know he has. But it's not a guarantee. It's, it's not a guarantee. I apologize. There are people, there are people preaching... Be, with the microphone in many buildings today, it's no guarantee that it's all going to work out okay for them. I guarantee you. I, I've heard some of the best, and I've seen what's happened to them. There were no guarantees. They, had, they needed to stay right with the Lord and keep remembering that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So she says she starts making deals. <laughs> I want it. I've got to have it. I've done you some kindness. I'm... I know that I've been involved with the work of God. She helped hide them. That was involvement. Amen. We brought ice and candy yesterday. That's, that's no guarantee that we're going to make it to heaven. Amen. I didn't. That's, I smile when I say that. Big bags ice. That, you would think that's enough. I got the, I got the deal sealed, right? I've done, I've done my job. We brought the sweets and we brought the ice cubes. Not, and pardon me for using this one college commentators, not so fast. That's not a guarantee. Yeah, so, you know, use a, use a sports analytical situation. Just because you're up 50 in the first quarter doesn't mean you're going to win at the end of it. Amen. I know a lot of, I got a little hound dog. I was bragging him up when he was six months old. I said, he done run a rabbit in a circle by himself. People were saying, I'll oh, bring him out to the competition. We're going we're gonna to see, because his grandmother sold for $4,500. See, we thought we had another $4,500 dog. I was like, oh, yeah, I done turned the $100 puppy into $45 dog. Well, guess what? 
guy said, I don't, I don't want him. He raises his head when he barks. Rejected. <laughs> Amen. I thought he was going to be a hot shot when he was six months old. We still, we still like him. He's not smart enough not to fight with bigger dogs, though, because I've seen him get whipped. All right. She said, I'm going to make a deal with you. I know I've been involved, but here's what I really want you to do for me since I've done this for you. I want you to save alive my father, my mother, my brother, and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the man answered, Our life for your lives, if you utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. And then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelled upon the wall. So even after her interaction with them she hit them it helped save their lives they said you got to do some things here's what you got to do you got to put the, you got to leave that cord down that we're going down by immediately after the left the, the bible says it doesn't say immediately but she tied it she left it she wasn't taking no chances folks amen once you know the lord i i warn you i promise you stop taking chances with your soul if it looks bad if it smells bad it is bad i don't care if your neighbor's got it i don't care if your first cousin's got it i don't care if your mother's got it your dad's got it i don't care if your if the preacher's got it don't do it they said leave the cord down and anybody that stays in the house will be all right but if they come out of the house the deal's off it's over. They'll die like the rest of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. I got in the, got in the house March 23rd, 1981. I thank God for it. I want to stay in the house. I want the cord down. I want to get everybody I can in this house to say, hey, 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 don't go out. There's nothing out there because the walls will fall. This is Rahab's revelation. Get involved with the people of God. Do what they say, and the Lord will honor what you do. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tolerating me. Amen. We're looking for great things in the Lord today. Praise the Lord.